it is the summertime, but it seems like with uh, Pirate Athletics, there's never a dull moment and never time off. And Bubba, this guy is one of our favorite guests. Glad to have him back on. Yeah, Dave, before you know it, fall camp will be here, and we'll be headed up to the big house to watch the Pirates and Wolverines. But uh, right now, I'm very excited to be joined by the executive director of the Pirate Club, Ryan Robinson. Ryan, welcome back. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, man. always enjoy chopping it up with you guys. No doubt. By the way, I've got to give you a major shout-out because uh, it's amazing that you guys had a record-breaking year uh, with the Pirate Club. Very excited to talk about that. It's always great to be a Pirate, but it seems like I was talking to when we were talking to John with the interview that you guys inherited a lot of stuff, and we won't talk about the past, but it's like with that, COVID, and now you guys can finally, after, I know that you guys work a lot of hours. People may not believe that, but you guys do. And you guys are finally seeing the fruits of your labors, I think, uh, this past year. Yeah, you know, I give a lot of credit to John Gilbert. I mean, I got here January 2019, and, you know, one of the things John's really done is he, he stabilized the department. We we have a great staff, um, support staff, all the way through, and I think he kind of stabilized it. John... I think some people might, uh, you know, mistake his personality. He, he's uh, he's low key, but man, he's got a big bark, and he, you know, he's not afraid to make hard decisions, tough decisions. And I know personally, he, he's doing everything in the best interest of ECU. And you're right, man. We went through, um, you know, a once in a lifetime pandemic that affected everybody, uh, affected our community, the country. And we've come out on the other side really well positioned for success. And, you know, fundraising, we, we've set about every fundraising record you can set here. And and that's a credit to, you know, the people listening to your show and all of our donors and alumni and friends. Um, it, it's been really, truly remarkable to come out of the pandemic and see where we're at. And I get real excited because, you know, we're going into, you know, a re- kind of a readjusted conference that uh, is very competitive, very, very competitive. Um, I don't think our fan base truly understands yet, you know, what these other schools are doing. They are, um, they are out raising millions of dollars just like us because they want to get in this conference and they want to win and they want to be competitive. So uh, I think you're going to see that over the next couple of years of, some of these schools like a North Texas, like a Charlotte, a Texas San Antonio, um, they are all investing in their uh, athletic programs at a record rate. Ryan, uh, one of the big points of emphasis over the last several months um, has obviously been the Pirates Unite capital campaign between 21 and $22 million raised uh, thus far. Um, you, you have the, uh, the historical gift with Van and Jennifer Isley. Um, back in late April, giving $5 million, and it will, of course, be the Isley Indoor Performance Center. And then here recently, uh, you had a, another million-dollar gift or, or thereabouts um, from Harold and Amanda Varner. Yeah, you know, we've uh, <clears throat> we've been extremely fortunate to have unbelievable people. I mean, if you've ever had the opportunity to meet Van and Jennifer Isley, they're truly two of the most humble people I've ever met. Um, you know, we, we had to, we did an event for them that I think we pretty much had to force them because that's not why they gave the money. 
they they believe in the mission. They believe in ECU athletics. And yeah, I mean, right now we we've had you know seven gifts over the last 13 months of a million dollars or more, and you know three three gifts over two million. So um, we're really pleased with where we're at in the campaign. I think we're right around 23 million dollars, which um, you know of our goal of 60 million. But you know they are in different buckets. So you know when you really look at you know our multi-purpose indoor facility you know for us to be able to secure the naming rights uh for the field inside and for the building um that that really helps us pushes us forward so right now i mean when you're looking at um the indoor facility you're probably talking about 14 about 14 million dollars it's been raised probably closer to 15 million so we still got some work to do uh, you know i think that building will eventually cost <coughs> between 22 and 24 million. So, and we knew going into that, that we were going to have to raise every dollar before we put a um, shovel in the ground. So that, that's been our focus. And uh, I am really pleased with where we're at. We need to have a strong finish to 2023. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, in early 2024, we can put a shovel in the ground and uh, build this thing pretty quickly. Ryan, adding to that, uh, we've talked about on our show at nauseum about the fact there's a lot of, uh, I know how the importance that you always talk about with the $100 donors, the $500 donors for the regular gifts for their pledges a year, how important they are. There's a lot of them out there. Um, but can you talk about the one things we talk about is people don't have to give a million. We would love a lot of million-dollar uh, donors. But there's a lot of people out there. Maybe they can give fifty dollars or hundred dollars. You guys are going to welcome that too, right? Oh yeah, no. You know, right now we're at about six percent of Pirate Club members that have given to the campaign and in some capacity. And you do you want that number to go up? And and, I, and I'll give you all an example. Um, you know, our baseball building expansion building. Right now, we've raised. Uh, just over $4 million, which that building is probably a 6 or $7 million project. And and I will tell you, and this, this is not a, I mean, this is just reality, but I would say of, I think, about $3.8 million of that has come from uh, 27 gifts. So, you know, 97% of that total has been from 27 gifts. Now, where we really need help is... <laughs> You know, the fifty to hundred dollars they help, they add up. I mean, just imagine if, you know, fifty percent of our pirate club donors were able to give, you know, a hundred dollars. So we'll continue to emphasize that because I do think these facilities are going to make a difference. And it's not just facilities. I think if you ask some of our coaches, you know, women's soccer coach or lacrosse, what we've really been pushing is also the restricted funds. Uh, for these certain sports, they're at a record number right now. Uh, we have sports that have more money in the restricted funds that they can use than they've ever had. But it, it's going to, you know, when we said Pirates Unite, it's because it is going to take everybody to get these done. But we get this indoor facility built. You come down Charles Boulevard and you're a recruit, um, it, it's a game changer. And you add that with the success of, you know, the NIL that we've had here at ECU, thanks to an unbelievable group of people at Team Boneyard and other businesses, 
this is a this is a destination. Uh, student athletes want to want to be here. You know, I just went down, was watching our basketball practice, and I'm amazed at how far we've come in a year. Just watching some of the talent that's on the floor. You know, whether it's Bobby Pettiford, you know, who came from Kansas, and uh, there, there's something happening here at ECU, and we just need everybody to uh, participate however they can. Ryan, in addition to the Isley Indoor Performance Center and the, the baseball operations building and um, premium seating area down the left field line, um, I, I know you've had the opportunity to uh, – we, we've completed the auxiliary weight room, and that's that, that's been in use for uh, some yeah. time now. And then uh, you also had uh, renovations going on to the, the swimming locker room and perhaps the pool. So um, where does that project stand? Yeah, the swimming locker room is complete. <laughs> We're still uh, – fundraising for it because there are some graphics and other things um that you know we we actually you know from an athletic department we paid for the for the swimming locker room so we're 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 fundraising that uh obviously really uh the amount of funds that we can get from the swimming community for that project to be great um the big project that's going on right now is Minji's. uh they're going to start demolition next week on one side of Minji's where we'll have chairback seats and just seeing the drawings, uh, it, it is really going to change the way Minji's looks. I, I'm really excited about that. And you're right, Bubba. Uh, every day I drive by the, you know, the Rogers Performance Center, the weight room, and, you know, you see student athletes in there. I can't tell you um, how convenience, the convenience factor that's helped, especially for like baseball, you know, I, I was there probably a couple months ago in baseball. You know, they're practicing. They're able to walk right over, lift weights, go back to their locker room. They're not having to take a long walk. So uh, there's a lot of really cool things going on. We're getting um, fixing the scoreboards right now at softball and at Johnson Stadium. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm excited about, if you've ever been in Harvey Hall, we're getting a new projector in Harvey Hall that uh, was was sorely needed. So, there's a lot of good things going on. I think the next big one is this Minji's project, project that, um, you know, we're still raising money for. It's almost fully funded. So uh, there's a lot exciting. And then eventually we're going to have to, you know, we're turning our focus to the team's building that you all seen. It, you know, we've ran out, we've run out of space there. You know, when we added lacrosse, I, I don't I don't think it was five years, six years ago, didn't really account for you know, adding another locker room in there. So that's going to have to be uh, renovated. Don't really know the cost of that yet. So uh, when we say $60 million, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to have to raise it and we will. Um, like I said, when you, when you look after 13 months to be at $23 million, just very pleased and be honest with you, very fortunate that we have um, such an unbelievable donor and fan base. And you talk about that convenience factor with the new auxiliary weight room. Uh, I know uh, Big John Williams and his staff uh, certainly appreciate that um, because of the, the task of scheduling uh, what was then just the Murphy Center. Yeah, you know, you get when school starts, everybody wants to work out at 6.30 in the morning. Well, it's just not possible with 16 sports. So it helps the scheduling, and uh, Big John played a – large role in how that weight room looks and just you know when you look at recruiting to be able to come up you know i hear this from recruits all the time is how close everything is together here um you go to some other schools 
it's like basketball. I just got done watching basketball practice. They were going right from the court to the weight room. Well, that takes 30 seconds. And if you're at baseball or you're at soccer or track, um, softball, I mean, you can practice, go right to the weight room, and we'll be right back to your locker. So um, it helps really with time management for our student-athletes. But uh, like I said, it, it's huge for recruiting, but it's huge for East Carolina. We should all be proud of these uh, these buildings. And I will tell you, when the Isley Indoor Performance Center comes up, um, I, you know, I've seen some of the drawings. And just when you pull up Charles Boulevard, uh, you are going to know that you've, you're here at the big time. And East Carolina is big time. You know, I think sometimes people talk about group of five, power six. I just know that. I've been a lot of different places, and our facilities, if we continue to invest them, are as good as anybody's. You know, Ryan, Bubba and I were in Charlottesville and uh, really proud of the baseball team. want to give a shout-out to Cliff Godwin right now and the whole team. Yes. Um, But it made me so proud to be at that stadium and to the point where we were chanting purple and gold, and maybe it was just me, my hearing, I don't know, a rock and roll DJ for many years, but – when we were chanting purple gold in that stadium, they they turned the PA up louder to try to drown us out. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but it just made me proud to be a pirate, our fan base, and just a lot of exciting things going on, including uh, with Cliff Godwin talking about his facilities. We are so close. I mean, for us, if I had to write a check for $3 million, it would take a long time to get the $3 million. <laughs> maybe by the time I'm a senior citizen, but... Uh, $3 million with the, uh, for the amount of people that we have in our fan base, going back to the $100 donors, I'm going to challenge our listeners, viewers, and all of Pirate Nation. We can knock that out in no no matter of time. I mean, a small amount of time, but definitely by the end of this year, I'm very confident. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, you know these gifts take time. Yeah. You know, the Van Isley, all these gifts take time. You know, when when you ask somebody for a certain amount of money, that's not a decision you make in in minutes. So we've got several big asks that are out there right now, and, you know, hopefully they'll come to fruition. But going back to Cliff, you know, I, it's really unbelievable. You know, four straight conference titles, five straight wins with 40 – five straight seasons, 40-plus wins, you know, seven of eight seasons under Cliff. We're going to a regional. You know, John has said it before, but it's rarefied air. Um, and I know we, we have a lot of baseball supporters that, yes, we'd love for them to support that project. And you have to remember, you know, these don't have to be one-time gifts. <clears throat> you know, they can be over a three- or four-year period. That's what a lot of these, you know, gifts end up being. And then you turn around and you look at, you know, I was reading yesterday where Houston is going to the Big 12 and they've gotten their season, they've gotten their season ticket base up to 24000 and And that's remarkable. Um, I think right now, you know, one of the main things is I want to make sure from a football standpoint that we continue to lead the conference. Um, and it, it'll be it'll be tight this year. Right now, you know, we're a little bit behind schedule. We're, we're a little north of 13,000 season tickets. Um, last year we were, we were ahead of schedule. I know we played NC State. But football season tickets and all of our coaches in our athletic departments know that they are the lifeblood of our athletics department. And we've got to get that number, you know, we were about 15-7 last year. We've got to get that number really there and close to 16,000. Uh, it just makes a huge difference 
in the atmosphere, because I've said it to you guys before, um, selling that many single-game tickets is very, very difficult. So right now our focus um, from a Pirate Club and ECU Athletics, we just met this morning, is on football season tickets. Um, we've got to really push the importance of that and see a major uptick in season tickets. No doubt. And um, I was actually talking to Coleman Spain over the weekend, and, uh, and Coleman said that uh, we were a little over 13,000. Um, I believe you may have referenced that number, but um, you know, 28, 2,900 shy of where we were a season ago. And with the success that this program's having, and it's clear that we're trending toward um, winning another conference championship, um, the Pirate Nation, we, we really have to step up. Yeah, you know, you know, obviously Coach Houston, man, what what he's done. Um, I tell you what, I've been most proud of is coaches. He stuck to his plan. He had a plan when he took over this job, and he knew it wasn't going to be easy. I mean, he knew it. First couple uh, years, it wasn't going to be easy, and he never got rattled. And one of the things he focused on was his culture and. Now you're starting to see a group of young men that they don't think they can win. They really, truly believe they're going to win. And I think this year's team is exciting because you've got a little mix of young and experienced players. You know, I see Jeremy Lewis around here, and he, you know, he's leading these young guys. we got some great veterans. Uh, you know, Mason is just engulfed in football right now. I mean, he's, you see him here every day just wanting to get better. Uh, so – I'm really excited about this football season. I think our fans should be too. Uh, um, this, the teams we got coming here, this conference. Uh, you know, I saw the other day where I think Tulane and Texas San Antonio will most likely be in the top 20, top 25. So this is going to be some good football, and, and we're really going to need everybody to rally, rally around this team. And you're going to hear some names probably that you didn't know that are going to play a major role on this team. I'm very excited because I know when uh, John got here and we had to hire Mike Houston, that was the guy we wanted. It's not like we had a decision in the process, but it was the football coach we wanted. Um, myself and Bubba and Kyle and a lot of people knew his track record and he could build a program. And considering, I remember when you um, you and John allowed us to come in and we had that walkthrough, and considering that point, to the point that we are now with the graphics and all the things on the wall. I tell people all the time that you guys, and then with uh, with Mike Houston, it's not even it's not even the same conversation. It shouldn't even be the same conversation where we were to where we are now. And when you look at, uh, when you can see the growth in our program, and our program had, um, you know, literally, uh, I said I was not going to talk about the past, but just looking at how we were like at the uh, dead last to where. We're headed towards where we eventually will be a top 25. Who knows what's going to be this year? And when you look at, um, I'm very excited. I'll be there in Michigan and Ann Arbor. I know um, Bubba will as well. And we're looking forward to having that trip uh, coming up in September. And hopefully we'll be able to get tickets. I know it's going to be, uh, I know if everybody that I've heard says that they're going to Michigan, uh, there's going to be a lot of purple in Michigan, Ryan, in September. Oh yeah, we've got you know we still have tickets. Um, we had, still have tickets remaining. People can call for Michigan tickets. We we have done the tickets through um, through priority. So you know the tickets you get now won't be. Um, I mean they're going to be in the ECU section. So um, you know I think uh, I would definitely call and get tickets. We think 
next week we're hoping that we will have a little bit of a um, idea. Maybe this week where we'll send out on Appalachian State tickets. I will tell you, you know, we've heard those tickets are going to be, I think, $130. So, um, you know, we'll we'll work through that and um, and get that. So, um, you know, we're not going to have as many tickets for App State. You're probably looking at less than 2,000. So that is going to be a very, very tough ticket, but I would look for that information to come out um, soon. But, you know, when you talk about the program, you talk about, you know, you talk about Mike and, you know, you can't not talk about, you know, just with our women's basketball program. And Kim and Neil was kind of in the same fold of, hey, I got a plan. I'm going to stick to it. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great the first three years, but all of a sudden now you're twenty three and nine, AAC coach of the year, second most wins in program history. And then, you know, you turn around and, and men's basketball, you know, has sixteen wins the most since two thousand thirteen and fourteen and wins an AAC tournament game for the first time since sixteen seventeen. So and you know, you look at our lacrosse and soccer, softball, everybody there's just a lot of momentum in our department and we have a great group of coaches and, you know, I, I would lay down for any of our staff, you know, our support staff. So again, you look at football, it all works together. Um, when football is successful, I, I will tell you, it, it makes the athletic department successful. Ryan, um, before we transition over to the, the Pirate Club annual fund, um, I know the, the suites, loge boxes, trade club seats, um, in the Williams Club level on the, on the north side of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, that that's gone very well. Uh, bring Pirate Nation up to speed with with where those those uh, items stand. Yeah, you know they have. You know the towers right now it's sold out. I think you know Williams Park Club is still a great um, a great place to sit. You know we've tried to make changes over there, and you know right now we're on pace to probably sell more tickets. Than we've ever sold over there, and I think Bubba, the guy you and I have talked about this, but that's what a lot of people want now is premium, and uh, we've got it. We're continuing to look for different ways for premium seats, um, and we'll, we will continue. I mean, obviously, we, you know, when I got here, there was talk of field side seats. I, I think makes me a little hesitant to do that right now for the reason is. We have a we have inventory of a lot of seats remaining, so you start adding all these different premium, and you know you're not you, you could have half a stands full. So we've got to make sure that you know our lower bowl is full, and then as much as we can sell in the in the upper deck because if we can average you know thirty seven thirty eight thousand you know forty thousand a game, that is a really good number if you really look at attendance. In college football, that is a really good number. So, um, but right now we're, you know, we've got to get to work on that to make to ensure that we can have that in 2023. Ryan, as we bring it back to the annual fund, I um, had a question from one of our loyal viewers and listeners, Johnny Gardner, um, just asking as far as the Pirate Nation gives, which was held um, a couple months back. And this year we raised, I want to say, it was a little over three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, three hundred thirty thousand. But that that annual 24-hour fundraiser, um, just say a little bit more about that. Is, is that for the restricted funds? Yeah, it was. You know, we made that decision because, 
you know, we have a lot of, yes, 16 sport programs here, and every one of these programs needs assistance. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, like for lacrosse now to have, you know, north of sixty to $70,000 in their restricted fund, you know, that plays a role. If they, if they want to, you know, hey, we might want to do a, a trip somewhere, that helps them kind of supplement their budget. And volleyball, all these sports, and they really take a lot of pride in this Pirate Nation gives. So I think we're going to continue to go down that route of, you know, really focusing on restricted funds for that. You know, and you look at our annual fund, you know, we're right around, you know, six, seven, six, eight. We'd like to get it up, you know, over $7 million, But I will tell you, you're not going to see a major increase in annual fund. And the reason being is all the different buckets of money that we are asking our donors to give to, you know, premium seating, uh, annual fund, you know, now you've got uh, campaign, and then you've also got another group that we, we fully support in Team Boneyard that is playing a vital role uh, for student-athletes. So I think our annual fund is going to stay right around that $6.5, uh, $7 million, which is a good number. I mean, scholarships right now are up to, you know, probably eight and a half, probably eight point eight million. I think was the last I looked that we're paying annually for scholarships. Our university is such an unbelievable uh, partner and helps us out. You know, we, athletic department doesn't move without uh, the support of Chancellor Rogers and and his staff. So uh, feel really good about where we're at. You know, when you're doing a when you're doing a campaign, there are going to be some some other areas that are. I don't want to say fall off, but you might see less money uh, for that time period. Now, Ryan, you you certainly make a valid point there with um, Pirate Nation being pulled in so many directions. Um, yes. With the Pirates Unite, with um, the annual fund, with with Team Boneyard, uh, and with that being the case, um, that's kind of where what what you referenced earlier in the conversation, the strength in numbers. You know, at one point back in 2008, uh, we had, I want to say, 8,300 Pirate Club members. Um, during the pandemic, that had dipped down into about 4,600, 4,700. But now, you guys credit, um, it's right up uh, approaching 6,000. And uh, what would your message be to those folks who've maybe been on board in the past but haven't jumped back on the ship uh, just yet? Um, what would your message be to those individuals and, and the importance um, that they play? Because that's something that I know uh, – the power of one uh, can go a long way. Well, I'd say give us a chance. <laughs> you know, I'll meet with anybody anytime. Uh, we have a staff here in the Pirate Club that will meet with anybody anytime. Give us a chance to get you back. And also give us a chance if you have a friend or a colleague or a coworker, <laughs> give us a chance to meet with them, explain to them the importance of the Pirate Club. And I'll tell you, I, I deal with a lot of local businesses that they might be NC State fans, they might be Virginia Tech fans, but they're also in this community, and they understand their business thrives off East Carolina, ECU. And when we have a football game here in town, the impact that has on all of our local businesses and the surrounding areas. Um, right now we have people that stay in hotels in Washington, all over. Um, so – all I ask is give us a chance, and it's an opportunity for you to give back that to a place that's maybe helping your business. 
So, and we have those conversations all the time. You know, I, we have some great donors that, to be honest with you, Bubba, they don't even come to football games, but their businesses are impacted when all these people come to Greenville. So they feel the need to give back. And, and that's awesome, to be honest with you. That is really cool when that happens. Um, but really, you know, it's not the amount of money. It's just being engaged and whatever you can support, it makes a difference. I see it daily. You know, with Team Boneyard, um, it plays such a large role in helping our student athletes. You know, it gives them a right with their name, image, and likeness. I love seeing the social media posts from our student athletes about various businesses because I look at that business and say, hey, man, I appreciate you playing a role. Uh, and it does. It takes everybody. If we're going to get where we want to go, and, and I just don't think there, we should set any limits on what East Carolina can do. Um, you know, you look at last year, Florida Atlantic playing in the Final Four. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, if you look at a school like Florida Atlantic, they didn't fly charter all season long, not one charter flight. You know, we are fortunate here at ECU where our men's and women's basketball teams, they fly charter. So we can do things that uh, I think some people might think are impossible. I don't believe that. Uh, I've been in Greenville for four years, and I don't want to leave here because I see the opportunities that exist when we're all pulling in the right direction. I think of the NC State game, the South Carolina game. I think it was a Tulane football game a couple of years ago where there's nothing like Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, uh, the purple gold chance, but just everybody pulling in the right direction. And, again, I credit our fans. I credit John Gilbert for leading us all there. But let's just all come together, man. Let, let's just do the impossible because we can do it here. We have the coaches. We have the student athletes to do something special. You and your staff uh, and Danielle Blaze, et cetera, uh, have done an excellent job of when, when these gifts have, um, have been made, and you know, whether it's an individual or business like you just referenced uh, in the community, of uh, getting that on social media um, as those individuals um, have allowed you to yeah. do And then kind of shifting gears to a, another concern that has been expressed to me by um, this, this has been donors of you know, 30 or 40 years that have given tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. They've expressed a concern um, regarding um, the Pirate Club uh, in the age of donors. Obviously, if individuals give more, or excuse me, at the age, they're going to be able to give more. But um, just getting those young grads into the fold and as, as yeah. they move throughout their 20s. Well, I will tell you, Bubba, when all the conversations I had with Harold Varner were really centered around that. He, you know, he was talking about his gift. He said, you know, I hope this will inspire some of that, you know, younger generation to kind of understand the importance of giving back. So that is something that's always been on Harold's mind. Yeah, you always got to get younger. You know, we we've got – um, right now it's been really cool to see some of the, some of the gifts that have come in. Um, I mean, you look at like, uh, a Bill Clark Holmes, you know, you look at Lance and Heath Clark, what they've done for this department is, uh, a satellite department. It's amazing. I mean, and they are, you know, ECU guys through and through with Hunter and obviously their dad, Bill, but we're continuing to do that. And you mentioned Danielle and I think, 
Danielle's done a really good job with getting our letter winners back engaged. And I urge any letter winner, call Danielle. Let her talk to you about the EC Club. And all I've heard is stories from other student-athletes once we kind of got back that going of coming to an event, running into a former teammate, a former friend. But I've been really impressed with that EC Club. Um, but, yeah, you're right, you know, Bubba. We've gotta, you've got to have a good mix because one of the things you can't do is uh, just rely on a certain group of donors all the time. And that's what I want to make sure we're not doing as a pirate club. And if you've noticed, you know, John and I have been very transparent. Um, you know, I know some other departments, if they if they felt like they were trailing behind the season ticket sales, they wouldn't throw that out there. But uh, we want to be transparent. We want to let everybody know where we're headed, where we're going. Um, so, yeah, we'll continue to uh, – you know, get out on the streets, push the message. Um, but again, sometimes um, it's a it's a simple conversation that we're happy to have with anybody. I urge anybody to call the Pirate Club, and and I would definitely be happy to speak to them. And Ryan, as we're wrapping this up, it, when you said uh, bu- different buckets of money, um, I I would tell people, you know, there's some people I've talked to, and I get the feedback of, and I won't uh, throw any names out there, but they'll say. There's no way in the world I'm giving to NIL, and they just go off about it. They don't understand the significance of it. And Henry and Hank Hinton have done a great job, and others uh, with uh, Team Boneyard. Um, but what I try to explain to them is I want to win. So there's different areas that we can – there's different areas. It's like church or any other organization. There's some people that want to be missionaries or some people that don't. Um, that's fine. Some people say, well, I'll give to you instead of going on a mission trip. Um, yeah. I don't want to do it. Well, that's the same way with us. You know, there's some people that get facilities, so they give to Pirates Unite. There's some people that just want a general fund. That's fine. There's some yep. people that restrict your fund or NIL. So I would encourage everyone, instead of just, like, being anti-NIL or anti, like, oh, my gosh, we're having to give it to so many different areas, just focus on the area that you're comfortable with. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't say any better. I mean, there is. There's a lot of different buckets right now. And, uh, and again, we – this place is special, man. It, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm out in this community every day, whether it's I love playing golf, so I've got a group of probably 30 or 40 guys that I play with on a regular basis. Some are pirates, some aren't. But I will tell you, every one of those 30 or 40, they know about the Pirate Club because I'm going to preach the message of of importance. But the other side of that, too, is, um, and I we understand if you're not able to, but the biggest thing too is just staying engaged and spreading the message. Obviously, we got you know what six staff members over here. Um, it's hard to reach all six thousand people. You know we try to via email and phone call, but it's hard. So we really need everybody to kind of serve a role of spread the message of of ECU athletics. And I can't tell you how many people in the last couple of years I've talked to that says. Man, I came back to ECU for the first time. I can't believe the the Town Bank Tower. I can't believe what you've done at Williams Park Club, or you know uh, where you know where these facilities are. So spread the message, get people to our campus. Um, it's on us to show show them a good time. But again, it's a special place. I can't reiterate enough that our fans have to understand this this place is elite. You know, somebody told me a long time ago, the big time is where you're at right now, and uh, this is the big time. 
and we've got to continue to invest. If we'd have waited for Mike Houston to win a bowl game before we started investing, we would be way behind everybody in our conference. But we've been fortunate that we've been able to invest along the way, and we've got to continue to do that with all our sports. No doubt. Ryan, thank you so much. I know that you're very busy. You stopped what you're doing and did the interview with us. We appreciate it as always. I hope you have a great summer, and hopefully we can have you back before the season starts with football. No, I appreciate you both. Appreciate everything you all do and um, and enjoy listening to your show. Uh, anything I can do, please let me know. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.